know, if you were going to hire someone that was going to build, you know, 100,000 widgets, you know, 10 people, 100,000 widgets over the next five years, why in the world would you pay them the full five years today, right? Why not up your production, sell more product and use the profits and increase revenue and increase cash flow from that growth to fund that equipment, right? And that's really ultimately what, what equipment finance allows you to do. The following podcast is brought to you by Thrive. Manage, run, and grow your business all from one dashboard using one login. Small business runs better on Thrive. Hey, hey, this is Gordon Henry at Winning on Main Street. And this week we have a guest in an area we haven't explored before, equipment financing. Very interesting area. So welcome to our guest, Doug Houlihan. Welcome, Doug. Thanks for having me, Gordon. Excited to talk to you and your and your audience today. Yeah, super excited to have you. Doug is the, I think I got this right, Chief Customer Officer, CCO at ClickLease. Do Chief, I have that right? Chief, Chief Commercial Officer, yep. Commercial. Yeah. So commercial kind of all things, all things revenue is basically okay. what that means. So all right, terrific. Even better. Uh, at ClickLease, a leader in the equipment finance space. We'll get into what that means in just a minute. Uh, ClickLease helps small businesses afford the equipment they need to start or grow business. You know, too often small businesses who need equipment must choose between either depleting precious cash, uh, maxing out their credit cards, or going to a lender who requires they fill out mountains of paperwork. ClickLease is basically here to solve that problem, provides a streamlined, simpler system that works better for small businesses who need equipment and equipment sellers who want to sell it. They help commercial equipment vendors, dealers, wholesalers, all them uh, sell more product by providing best-in-class financing solutions to small and mid-sized businesses. ClickLease has developed a point-of-sale financing solution specifically for what they call the micro-ticket market. We'll get into that, micro-ticket. Uh, and they provide equipment financing solutions, enabling small businesses to let, select their equipment and document and obtain electronic signatures all within a few minutes. What should you or listeners get out of this episode? You know, many small businesses need equipment to get the job done, but the process of identifying the right equipment, arranging payment or financing, and gaining needed approvals is daunting. Quickly, may maybe the answer. So, Doug, welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to be here. So, first, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, how'd you get into equipment finance business? You know, a little bit about your background and, and how you got here. Yeah, I was uh, a bit of a serial entrepreneur. I started a couple small businesses here and there, sold one, you know, was was always curious about um, about being involved in small businesses. And um, I'd actually sold sold a, a business and um, was moving to California. Um, and at some point in time, my wife had gotten out of the out of the um, dietetics industry. She's um, um, in the nutrition business. And Started working for a a, uh, a large equipment leasing company at um, Gateway Computer. We were back in the Midwest, and um, I bumped into a guy actually while I was working at Wells Fargo trying to figure out what to do. And um, he he was running a very small business at the time, and we just we hit it off. And the idea of of you know from being an entrepreneur, starting a new business, and and helping helping small business and and other um, you know entrepreneurs get the money they needed was really exciting to me and and turned out to be just a, a perfect fit. Uh, we we sort of have a, a joke in the industry that nobody 
nobody leaves school and says, I'm going to, I'm going to get in the equipment finance business. Right. And I'm going to, I'm going to lease equipment that, that doesn't happen typically. Um, so we all kind of find some interesting way that we fall into it. And um, I just met some great people, I think who had a great service delivering capital to small business for the equipment they needed. And uh, it's, it's really, it's, it's gotten in my blood. I can't imagine doing much else. And that, and that all happened to be circa what, you know, what time? Well, that, yeah, that was uh, about 20, 22, 23 years ago. So I've been, oh. I've been in the industry, been in the industry a while now. So it's, it's, it's part of who I am today. So, so you were at Wells Fargo and then 22 years ago, you had this meeting and where did you go from, well, uh, where did you start in equipment leasing? Yeah. So uh, the company at the time was called uh, Allegiant Partners Equipment uh, Finance. Now it's AP Equipment Finance. Um, they've, they've grown, you know, probably tenfold since then. Um, I left them and actually, 2008, uh, okay, when we hit the financial crisis, started a new a new finance company called Maximum Commercial Capital. So I founded that company with some partners, um, ran that to a, a nice size, and then I, I was fortunate enough back in uh, late 2017 to meet uh, a couple of the investors that um, had an idea there in the finance business. They have a um, commercial working capital company, a consumer rent to own company and they wanted to be in the commercial equipment space. Um, so they were sort of headhunting. Uh, we meet, we met each other and, and the, uh, the ideas that we wanted for, for delivering, you know, capital to, to small business and what we thought the, the space needed, we really aligned. Um, and it's, it's really been a fantastic last five and a half years of, of building ClickLease together. And, um, we've accomplished a lot of what we want to still a lot more to do, but, um, Really, really excited about what we've built over the last last few years. Okay, so you guys launched around 2018. Jan, I I started commuting to Utah in January of 2018. Yep. So I, I actually live in Northern California. That's where I'm okay. talking to you from today. Um, and I had relatively young kids at the time, and I said, "How I will be there? I'm just not going to uproot my family for a startup right now." So I I hop on an airplane almost every Monday morning, fly into Utah. Um, fly home Thursday typically and um did that for the last five and a half years. Cut back on cut back on travel a little bit lately, but uh um it's it's been a lot of time uh spent a lot of time in air, airplanes. I was basically on a plane or in an airport every three or four days for the last five years. So were you uh were you doing that during the pandemic too? You know, I took about six months off. So I did okay. I did pause for six months. I remember walking into uh walking to Oakland airport um it was probably May of 2020, and it was it was an eerie feeling. I had to take a quick trip to Vegas for something. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of looked around both ways of the hallway, and there was there was not a body to be seen. Hardly, it was it was strange. But uh, yeah, I got I got some miles in. Got it. Uh, so you're in San Francisco. Companies in Utah. Why why did you select Utah? Was it just a great environment to build a company, or? Well, it is. I mean, that is one of one of the benefits. Um, it's actually where sort of we were leveraging um, some of the the people and, um, and and facilities that they had in place from the other companies. So those other companies are headquartered in Utah. Um, investors, primary investor base is there. So that's that's where we launched. Um, and it is. It's a great. You know, Utah has some some good. Um, lender, you know, rules and laws and regulations, unlike, unlike California. So it is, it is helpful, but um, I see. Um, great, great environment. Yeah. Got good it. people, smart people, lots of, you know, good people to leverage. So we're, we're, we're tech heavy. 
super, you know, they call it Silicon Slopes in Utah. Yep. Um, a really strong, strong group there to, to pull from in a right. really great sales organization. If you want to start a sales business, Utah is a fantastic place to do it as well. Yeah. So, so is, uh, is ClickLease, would you call yourselves a, a finance company, a leasing company, a, a fintech company? What, 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 what's the, what's the space you consider yourself? You know, it, it's funny. We had, uh, we are, I'm, I'm certainly call us a fintech. We are, we have some, we have some really great technology and great data, which allows us to do what we do. Um, and really, really, I think innovate in the space, but we had a, uh, Early on, we were trying to get a, a bank facility, and we we have to borrow money to lend to people, right? So that's that's kind of how it works. We're middleman deploying capital with our with our cushion in the middle to to people the banks typically don't lend to, you know, provide provide money to. Um, and they asked us um, at the beginning, "Is are you are you more of a a tech company or more of a finance company?" Because there's a lot of a lot of tech companies out there who who will put a lot of money on the street and do it really fast. Problem is. They don't get it back and that's why they kind of go away so um the secret is figuring out how can you effectively and efficiently put you know the money in people's hands and also get it back so um right. so we are we're you know we're i think we're you know we're finance people first yeah. and we hire really smart tech people to help us make sure we put a good a good product in front of people from a tech standpoint okay so doug for the for our audience of small business owners and and people looking at small business who probably have equipment needs but don't really know how all, the, all this works, how does equipment financing work, and what are the some of the benefits that ClickLease provides that they might not find from you know some other lender? Or... I think I would expand that answer to not only you know the small businesses that that need the money. There's a lot of small businesses that are selling equipment and selling products that if they can provide a, a, a finance solution, a payment solution, can help sell more product and more, more payments. We're seeing that across the board today. I mean, there's so many people in the payments business because a lot of people, they, they want or need things for their, for their business. Um, and, um, and, and, and if you can take away the affordability question, it, it, it helps both sides, right? It helps the buyer and the seller to, to really grow their business. I kind of, I, the real benefit, I sort of use a, a ridiculous analogy, sort of, if you want to call it that way is, you know, if you're buying a piece of equipment and we, we like to focus on essential use business equipment, business that really either helps you, helps you make more money or save a lot of money in your process. Think of a manufacturing line, right? Instead of hiring 20 people, right? If you can buy a, 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 you know, a piece of equipment that can do the same amount of work ultimately that's going to save you a lot of money. You know, if you were going to hire someone that was going to build, you know, 100,000 widgets, you know, 10 people, 100,000 widgets over the next five years, why in the world would you pay them five, you know, the full five years today, right? Why not up your production, sell more product and use the profits and increase revenue and increase cash flow from that growth to fund that equipment, right? And that's really ultimately what what equipment finance allows you to do. Um, and I think I'd really focus, you know, from whether buyer or seller, if you're going to leverage equipment finance and other financing products, make sure that equipment does add a lot of value to you. you don't, we don't want you borrowing money for equipment that's not going to pay for itself many fold over. Like that, that is a bad recipe for for any business owner. But if you can, if you can buy a piece of equipment that can help you radically expand your business, right? And leverage you know, somebody else's capital and do it over time. 
use that cash you would have plunked down onto that equipment instead to you know run your marketing, you know hire better people in operations, salespeople, right? To really support and grow your business, marketing, all the infrastructure you need. To us, that's really what what the ultimate benefit is of, of equipment finance is really that leveraging leveraging the uh, you know your your dollars and and matching your your productivity with um, with, with the, the cash allocated to it over time. I mean, there's right. nothing to equipment finance. You know, some of the benefits in in how it's a little bit different than a traditional loan or a traditional financing is um, really it it's really a combination of both the value of the equipment and what you're getting, right? So, so when most underwriters, and we're a little different than than a lot of them in, in our process, they do look at that underlying asset as as part of the collateral pool, right? That helps make that that a stronger loan, right? Because you got you know credit, uh, cash flow, uh, collateral, right? Those are and character. Those are kind of the four C's of underwriting that that bankers go through over time, and that really good collateral helps the transaction, right? So credit and cash flow are always always important when you're looking at how how to attract you know how to attract financing. But equipment finance focuses heavily on the equipment you're buying, so that's that's part of it. Um, and then that can help sort of lower the um, sort of the bar of of the other pieces of equipment. You know, and then you get there's tax benefits. You can finance typically the whole you know 100% financing, um, easier underwriting process. Traditionally, depends what you're buying, um, and of course the leverage, but um, and then offering financing, you, the goal is to sell a lot more equipment. If you can, if you can give people an easier solution to put that equipment in their hands and take it home, we're hope, hoping you can sell, you know, more equipment to your, to your customer base. Right. So thank you. That, that explanation, I think is a very compelling reason why people might want to finance their equipment as opposed to like plunk down money themselves or use a you know, credit card, which we all know high interest rates. But what about click lease is so unique? Isn't it your process, which is easier and simpler for the small business? Yeah. And that was really, you know, if you go back to 2017 and and you look at what existed in time for commercial finance, we, we've, like I said, I've been in this business about 22 years. And we said, you know, we live by the golden rule. He with the gold makes the rules, right? So <laughs> we, you could kind of put people through whatever process you wanted to and make them jump through hoops. And then on the other side, you look at consumer finance, how fast that's progressed. It's, I mean, if, you know, with Affirm and Klarna and a lot of these, you know, platforms out there, Afterpay, it's literally a 10 second process and you can buy, you know, a shirt or a pair of shoes or socks or a, you know, Peloton bike or, you know, what have you, you can, you know, it, it takes just seconds and there's a massive disconnect in that space and there really didn't need to be. So that was our goal really was to bring that same almost consumer-like experience at mm -hmm. the point of sale mm -hmm. to the commercial space. And we're really one of the few in the commercial space that that can do that effectively. Um, so we do, you know, we focus, you mentioned it briefly on micro-ticket transactions. That's primarily under 25,000. And really we have the ability to um, to underwrite and, and finance, um, you know, new businesses, businesses with tougher credit, um, and so really we picked all the hard things to knock out first, right? Because that's what nobody else really wants to do. Banks and traditional finance companies, it's, it's really hard to, to do a deal fast for a small amount of money because of the cost typically involved. Um, and like I said, we, we tackled all, all the tough ones first, uh, trying to, trying to go upstream from there. That's a, a growth plan, but, um, yeah, so our, our process now, really, you, you put your phone number in, um, it kind of recognizes who you are. 
you get to confirm it, pick up, you know, I think it's a total of eight pieces of information that allow us to underwrite. And um, we provide instant decisions. Um, so you can know right there if you're approved. And depending on who, you know, what equipment deal you're working with, you can you can sign documents within a couple of minutes and, and be done, you know, point of sale or uh, online. So it's really, really a unique process in the commercial finance world compared to, you know, hours, days, and, and even weeks that you can, if you're working through a bank or somebody else, um, you know, that, that, that kills a lot of sales and kills a lot of opportunities. So uh, we, we try to make it really, really easy and, and, and efficient for both buyer and seller alike. And most of this is happening online. I mean, I go to your website, clicklease.com, and I just do everything you just described. You just put in the eight pieces of information and in five, 10, 15 minutes, I'm going to know the answer. Well, it's actually, it's what we do is we partner. You can go to the website. Uh, what we do is we partner with a lot of, you know, deal. we have, you know, thousands of dealers across the country that we help them sell more equipment. So whether it's on their website, if you're looking at a piece of equipment, you can click on that equipment. It has a click lease buy now button. You click on that and it's literally, you put your information, it's, it's 10 seconds. It's eight seconds on average, just a little under eight seconds. So we literally, we make a decision in real time. Um, if you're approved and you know what your payments are, there's a payment calculator you can play around and say, if, hey, if I, oh, wait, I got approved for, I wanted eight, I got approved for 15 or 20. What would my payment be if I bought something a little bigger, a little better, um, you know? And um, that's really, I think that's been a surprise is, um, a lot of a lot of the um, you know the the lessees the customers we talked to have said hey I was actually to buy better equipment and more equipment than I expected to after my process I you know I thought it might be tough to get you know this used piece of equipment or something and and quickly allowed me to buy really a better piece of equipment that I wanted that would make me more efficient you know have more reliable equipment and have a better business ultimately so I can do that literally within seconds. And what are the terms like? What are the rates? What are the payback terms? Yeah, so we average um, we average thirty nine months is kind of the average term. So, you know, and that is how we're different than a lot of a lot of the you know I'm going to call it fintechs that are out there. They're very short term capital, and and you can get money from a lot of those. But you know, paying off a, a CNC machine or you know a, a big you know riding lawnmower or you know restaurant equipment and in six, nine or, you know, six or nine months is pretty daunting, right? That's, that's a, that's a big payment, right? Um, and what we really focus on is matching, matching the term of the, you know, equipment to really the life and the usability of the utility of the equipment that we're, you know, financing. So we'll go up to 60 months, um, you know, like I said, 36 to 60, depending on what, and, and people mostly have the option to choose what term they want. So if like, Hey, I like, I like this payment more than I like that payment whether it be, you know, uh, larger, shorter, quicker turnaround time. Um, and, um, and then from rates we have, we do risk-based pricing from, you know, very, you know, hot, you know, um, bank, bank type, you know, bank type rates. Like, so we got borrowed and market up, um, you know, all the way up into, you know, true startup, tough credit type 500 FICO stuff where you got to work kind of hard to get that kind of a score. So, uh, we, we have what you know we call risk-based pricing. So we try to you know match pricing to default rates, um, but we're we're super competitive through the spectrum. Got it. Um, and okay, so that's from the borrower standpoint. Uh, I wanted to also talk about the uh, uh, company that has the equipment that's looking to lease the equipment. So 
are many of them just finding this space or equipment uh, sellers have been doing this forever? This is old news to them. What, 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 how new is this? It's not new. You know, they, they say uh, leasing is the, you know, like the second oldest, you know, industry in the, <laughs> in the world. But, um, uh, there's, it, it's really fascinating. Actually, we, we have conversations internally between, between makes and takes, right? So um, makes are people that haven't used financing in the past to sell their product because it's, it's intimidating. Traditionally, it's been, it's been very intimidating because you have somebody, you know, you might have somebody selling some welding equipment, right? Or, Something like that. And now all of a sudden you want them to be a banker. Like that just doesn't translate very well. Um, and that can be extremely intimidating for, you know, both management and sales, salespeople alike. Um, and so that's what we would call a make is taking somebody who hasn't used financing in the past and, and you know, trying to get them to use it. And then there's the takes of people that have used financing historically in their sales process. There's there's a lot of really savvy companies that have have said, hey, if we can switch this to, you know, to a, a um sort of a payment-based sales process. We're not, we're not talking about a certain dollar amount. We're saying, hey, what we know this equipment can generate somebody 10 grand a month. So if you're paying five or six or seven or eight hundred dollars a month, I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer, right? To to you know help us invest in that equipment. So people, people have picked up on that. And and there's people that use it on, you know, 70, 80% of their their business. Then there's guys that are intimidated by it. And I think our goal is is, you know, to, to make that process easy for everyone. There's, we're trying to take the intimidation factor away from selling it and having finance discussions and understanding, Hey, what do I have to do to get qualified? And, you know, wait, what's, what's a, you know, what's a PL or what's a balance sheet and how do I get it to you? And what does that mean? And, um, you know, that's, it, it's been intimidating. Like I said, we had the golden rule for a long time. He, he with the gold makes the rules and, um, we didn't always make it easy. That wasn't necessarily the, the top rule. So, um, that's really what ClickLease does is they make it easy to to offer financing, put the control back in your hands. Because if you know you got somebody approved, you can have a much different conversation about selling that equipment than you can if if you're hoping they can find the money somewhere. Right. Uh, and in terms of your um, pitch to the to the sellers, have you been able to show that you grow their kind of universe that 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 sellers who might have had a certain number of sales before offering the leasing that it increases, that it basically grows their business by making this purchase process so much easier for the customer. Oh yeah. There's, there's, I mean, both, you know, we have anecdotal evidence from, from some of our, our, you know, vendors and partners, both on average ticket size. Um, you know, there's data around, you know, it's, it's 40 to 70% larger tickets, you know, cause they, if they have the money um, mm -hmm. we, we have, if you go to our, website, there's a, there's a testimonial we have where a guy's like, I, I was, I was able to grow my business, you know, significantly just because of this process, they, they make it so easy, right? Both, you know, there's lots of things involved with the way we use financing is, Hey, not only are, you know, we helping you, you know, basically sell it online by giving them the payment, making it affordable, taking that, you know, that part of the discussion away, but it's also the kind of the follow-up process. When you, when you have somebody that's sort of, sort of just looking and they've applied because our application process is very easy. You know, now, now you have all their information. You have their phone number and their email, and you can follow up and you can see what equipment they're, you know, trying to, they're interested in. Um, but no, that's and and I mean, you look at like you said, you look at how a firm and Klarna and, and Afterpay and all these other companies are coming on board, and and a lot of these, um, you know, a lot of these vendors, they might be paying, you know, their their financing partners six to eight points, you know, of their sale price. 
just because they drive sales that much, you know, because they make it so much easier to afford the equipment that they sell more. So, I mean, that's, I guess, um, probably the strongest indicator is a lot of people are selling, you know, are paying for the use of the financing. Now on, on the opposite, we can actually, depending on how it's structured, we can actually pay a vendor, you know, to, to leverage our, our platform. If you're a customer, the end customer who's, who's leasing the, the equipment, obviously they've got to pay it back with interest. The seller, um, are they paying you or you're paying them or how does that, how, how does that work? Please talk about that. We don't, we don't charge any, um, we don't charge any of our partners to, to use our product. Uh, so we talk about it sometimes, maybe we should, but, um, and actually we have some partnerships where we, you know, we can actually give them, you know, a point or two if, 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 you know, if, and really that's, that's in the sort of the take situation is if they have somebody in place, sometimes the value that their financing partner provides is really not much more than paying them, you know, a few points on every deal that they do. So um, some people don't want to get away from that. Um, but what we see is, is most, most of our vendors, you know, the guy, equipment dealers are saying, Hey, I just want my customer to get the best deal, the most affordable equipment. Cause clearly if, if we're, we're paying them, you know, we have to find out somehow to, you know, get at least some of that back. So it's, it just makes it more expensive for, um, you know, ultimately for the end user. And that's really, that's not what most of, most of the equipment dealers want is they want their, their customers to get the best deal, you know, and, and, we kind of use the, the analogy of we're, we're babysitting their kids for the next three years. So they have their customer right there. They, they put them in our hands, right. To take care of it. And we have to treat them properly because we're an extension really of, of that service to the, their partner. So, um, you know, we, we, we want to do everything we can to make sure they're happy with their, their product and the process. So as we, we babysit their children for the next few years. Got it. Um, do you have like defaults or, 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 Customers who don't pay, is that, is that part of the equation for you? That's a big part of the equation for us, you know, and yeah. like, so we, we kind of, we did all the, all the tough stuff first. So it's, like you said, the, it's kind of the near prime and subprime. Um, and um, um, we, I, I think we, we do as good a job as anybody in the industry for, for balancing that, that risk. And, and our goal is to provide as many approvals as we can, you know, to, to that equipment dealer. We want to help. I mean, everybody can do the bankable stuff. That's that, that's cookie cutter. That's commodity, right? That's that's easy to do. The banks want to give people money that don't need it, right? What what we're trying to do, and what a lot of the you know the the newer fintechs and finance companies are doing is alternative capitals. We're trying to put money into the hands of the people that really need it, right? Mm -hmm. And and that comes with risk because you you don't quite miss as much as you uh, as you get it right. But I mean, there's there's a lot of misses, right? So um, that's why that, you know, that cost of capital for, for those individuals is typically higher, but, um, we certainly, we certainly have a lot of, uh, have a lot of, a lot of, you know, delinquencies and defaults we have to deal with. Got it. Yeah. Interesting. And in terms of where you get your money from, do you deal with like one bank or multiple banks? Like where do, where do you borrow from? Uh, we've, you know, we've, yeah, we have, we have a, a large relationship that we, we work with, yeah, with, with the bank, you know, and they have, they have, I talked about underwriting and, uh, you know, how, how it can take weeks and months. It's, it's a process for us to get it right. They have to be comfortable with, you know, how, how we're going to get them paid back. So it's, that's a whole, that could go on for, for days and hours, that kind of discussion. But yeah, we, um, you know, um, investors and banks, we, we take money in and, and redeploy. So, and we're, we're kind of that middle cushion. We add the additional, you know, collateral and cash flow to that, to that business to make them, you know, um, allow the money to pass through the, the, the cash flow chain. So got it. 
Okay, uh, we'll be back with Doug Houlihan from Quickly's right after the break. Don't go anywhere. This episode of Winning on Main Street is brought to you by Thrive, the small business management platform that you and your customers will love. No matter where you are, Thrive helps you run your business, keep organized, and get paid faster, all from one login and dashboard. Thrive makes it easy for customers to find you online, instantly interact, and stay engaged. And with free unlimited support 24-7, there really is no comparison. Go to thrive.com slash pod for a quick demo to see everything Thrive can do. And we're back with Doug Houlihan. Fascinating discussion about his company, ClickLease, and uh, this whole area of leasing uh, equipment and uh, the financing options available to small businesses. So if a small business doesn't use ClickLease, they don't choose you for some reason, what, what do they typically do? What, what are the other options that are most popular out there? Yeah, we're, we're, I think the micro-ticket space is a little bit different than traditional. We are typically credit card competitors, right? So if if they're not using ClickLease with our average deal size of, you know, 10,000-ish dollars. By the way, MicroTicket, we go back to that. We, we do $500 to about $25,000. That's that's what we finance. Um, we're actually in the process of looking to go bigger, but um, that's really where we started because um, it's tough for a lot of people to to do that. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of business owners, they have, you know, twenty dollars or $25,000 they can they can put it on their credit card and figure out how to how to take care of that. A lot less, you know, with, with lines of credit and, and, and loans, but that that is a a portion of it, a small portion. But we're credit cards and you know, Visa and Mastercard are our biggest competitors. Got it. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and in terms of you know what you make easy for people, uh, I, I assume you're giving them better better rates than they would be getting from their credit card companies, right? Otherwise, why would they use you? Um, what is the catch? Is, the, is it just that you do a better job of assessing uh, the risk? Um, you know, how, how are you able to do what you do? Yeah, well, I mean, it's data, right? I mean, we have, we have you know, the right data on our performance, so we can do, we can do risk-based pricing. Um, you know, and and I think it's, you know, when you, when you look at cost, it's like, I guess you think, how are you, how are you talking about that? Right. So um, there's opportunity cost of having that capital available for other things. Right. So that's, that's a cost that if you use your credit card, you may not have to invest, like we said, whether it's, it's marketing, you know, and Facebook ads or, you know, however it is you grow your business. We think that's, that's a, a big piece of what, you know, people are better people, you know, putting your money in, into people over that period of time uh, to, to keep them happy. Um I think what we do is is it's two things. One, we give equipment dealers control at the point of sale, so people know they can they can they have the money to buy the equipment. So that's that's a huge benefit that we didn't even really understand when we started the business, right? And then also we we give the um, you know the the lessee you know person um, you know using the capital buying the equipment the ability to really. Um, to budget, right? If they know, if they know, hey, I have, I have a payment of six hundred dollars. Like I, I can set that, and I, I understand right. whether this equipment will make me enough money, and or you know not to to make that six hundred dollars, you know, many times over, right? So that's that's I think one is that consistency, and and you think about what's happened. I mean, it happened. We got killed by it uh, effectively, you know. Um, is if if you had bought, you know, used your line of credit, you know, twelve months ago or 15, 18 months ago. 
your costs would have almost doubled, right? That, that payment at that time because of this, the variable capital rate. So we're providing also a fixed payment. So it doesn't matter what happens to, to interest rates, right? In this environment, you know, truly our, our cost of capital has doubled in, in the last you know, few months. Um, they have that consistent payment so they can, like I said, truly budget and relate to that. And then we just make it really easy. I mean, it's it's really simple. So, you know, you go through, you do that, you know, that it's probably two minutes to apply, you know, depending if you know your information, the pieces we ask, it's you get answered and you, you do a DocuSign, a click DocuSign, you know, with three signatures and it's done. That's all you have. We we pull your bank information at, at that time. Um, so it's set up in the system and we just, we ACH your account the same day every month. And so you don't even think about it for, you know, the next three, four or five years as as you make that payment. Um, right. Right. That's, I think that's really what we do. And then, you know, credit cards, you're, you're managing that, you know, payment and different pieces. And ultimately that, depending on how you manage it can be a lot more, you know, your total cost of ownership. If you just pay your 2% or whatever it is, that'll cost you a lot of money over time. So it's, I think those are, you know, probably the benefits of using like a equipment finance company versus just putting it on your credit card. And are all of these, uh, uh, situations where the uh, lessee is, I don't know if you call it lessee, but the, 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 the ultimate customer is buying the equipment. At the end of the day, they own the equipment or are they leasing it? So it, like I lease my car. At the end of the 39 right. months, I hand the car back to the car company. Uh, but in my home purchase, obviously, I bought the home. It's a mortgage. At the end of the mortgage, I own the home. So which is it? Yeah, so they... Um... Well, it's, it can, it can be whatever they want. And I know that's kind of a funny answer, but we structure it. So a very affordable, we're, we're structuring with the assumption that they want to own it at the end of the term. However, not everybody wants to. So um, they make their, they make their, you know, for example, if somebody says I want 36 payments, um, it's structured approximately like they make 33 payments under the base lease term. Then there's the purchase option, which is, you know, a, a, you know, amount we calculate, which is in the ballpark of 10 ish percent of the, the value. And they can just make, if they choose to, they can make a few more payments and then they pay off the equipment and it's theirs, you know, after kind of so many, so many payments are made. So um, they, they absolutely have, we structure it with the assumption that they're going to buy the equipment and almost, almost everybody does just goes mm -hmm. through, makes a couple extra payments and owns it. So it's very clear, just like if you're leasing a car, you know, it's not like 40% of the equipment costs. You know, if, if you're buying a $50,000 car, you're not paying 20 or 25,000 at the end of the lease. You know, you would be paying, you know, 5,000 at the end of, uh, of a $50,000 lease. So it's a, it's, you know, there's all kinds of legal and, and accounting stuff around leases. So it's, that's why I'm probably talking a little bit ironic, but, but we structure it with the intention that we believe they're going to want to own it, but they don't have to. We get people that return equipment at the end of like, Hey, I paid my base term. I'm done. I don't want this. Where do I send it? So, got it. Um, we just have a few minutes left. Tell us a little bit more. Who are your typical customers? I think you mentioned before restaurants and some other categories. What what would be your top four or five uh, categories of customer? Top four or five, yeah. So we do um, we do a lot in what we call light industrial. So um, you know, call it a, a woodworker. You know, like a cabinet maker, uh, a guy who runs a, a small manufacturing shop, metal fabricator, welders. Those are great industries for us, you know, because that equipment makes them a lot of money. Mm. We actually do a lot of food trucks, uh, mm. food trailers, actually. A truck where you're driving all of a sudden becomes a lot more expensive, but a lot of food trailers do a tremendous amount of those. 
Um, automotive repair shops, you know, you need diagnostic equipment, you need lifts, you need, um, um, uh, you know, tools, wheel balancers, wheel, that's, that's a great industry for us as well. You know, we, we do a lot of, a, a lot of trailers. So guy that's, you know, got a hauling business, a dump business, uh, mowing Arbor tree business. Yeah. yeah. Moving all those lifts, all those so lifts you see. You think about, yeah. you think about guys who need, you know, who are buying equipment that make some money that's, you know, 15 to, you know, up, up to basically 20, $30,000. That's, that's kind of our, and then, you know, uh, for example, like restaurants, we're not doing, we're not doing like a whole restaurant build out, but if somebody's dishwasher blows up or their oven goes out or they need, you know, new, new, this, that we'll, we'll, we'll finance, you know, a lot of that as well. Um, and a lot in the janit janitorial business and, and remediation sanitation, we do, you know, if you think about the floor scrubbers, you know, drive along and, you know, and you're, you know, they're sweeping the floors and yeah. cleaning and, um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, printing business. We don't do trucks. Hmm. We do a lot, a lot of trailers, but we don't do, and my, my very generic information around trucks is, yeah, I don't know that I want to, you know, finance something for five years, a truck, you know, with an engine in that's less than 20 or $25,000. The chances of that going sideways are, are pretty significant. So, you know, from a repair standpoint, so the value in that equipment is hard to assess over, over time. Got it. Interesting. Okay. Um, what's next for Clickly? So are you guys international? Where, you know, where do you go from here? So, um, you know, I, I touched on it briefly. Where we go from here is, is um, we go, we go up, right? It's interesting. We, we started, you know, in this micro ticket space, we started at 15,000. We've gradually gone up to 25,000 and we've had a focus on, on the, um, kind of the, the near prime and subprime, not the true prime customers historically. Um, what we're doing now is really looking to um, to go larger. So, you know, we're looking for ways that we can go up, you know, maybe up to 50 or $75,000, which will allow us to help out even more vendors and more dealers and more customers for larger exposure. So that's something that we're, we're building out now. And then also looking at other ways, you know, other needs. So, Hey, we we just financed somebody who you know who bought. Um, I'm trying to think, like we do some sign printing in, in manufacturing, right? Sometimes if you get a big project, you might have ten or fifteen thousand dollars of consumables, you know, materials you need to do that job. So, you know, maybe looking at providing some some short term, you know, inventory or working capital financing for that is also something we we're probably considering, you know, over time, so that we can, you know, we have all these great relationships, hundreds of thousands of customers, and you know, thousands of vendors. If we, if we can help them as a, as a trusted partner to do more, um, I think that's that's a great next step for us. So, yeah, like I said, we stuff. all want to do more with our customers, right? The better care we take, you know, of them, the the more business we can do with them, and that's I think that we want to do is go go deeper with those existing partners. Yeah, awesome. So I know you mentioned that sometimes people uh, uh, and customers go to the equipment, the site of the equipment manufacturer, and find you there. Um, but they can also go and find you just on clicklease.com, right? Clicklease.com. Yep. You got it. Okay. And that's just the process. They could go through the whole process right there and get approved. Yeah. But the corner, there's a, like an apply now, you know, and then ask for, you know, buyers or sellers and, you know, you go through the buyer process. We'll say it's, it's best of you, you know, and then if you go through that process, then we have to take you back and take you to a partner, you know, talk about our, the way we underwrite equipment and the in the in the dealer are really important in our in our process underwriting process so it's actually you have to kind of almost get re-underwritten when you find the partner you need or you know 
we love it if you come in and you have a partner, you want to introduce it to somebody. That's yeah. a great way for us to grow our business. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, if, if you know who you want to work through, it's great to go for them. Um, or we can, we can help direct you to some people that we work with as well. Happy to do that. Um, but yeah, clicklease.com is a great, great source to get started. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Doug, uh, fascinating discussion and I'm sure people listening would be uh, interested in checking you out. So thanks for coming. And I, I hope they look for you and, and find you on the site. I appreciate it. It's, it's not always easy to make finance, equipment finance interesting. So I think you did a good job of keeping it real. So I appreciate that, Gordon. Appreciate it. Uh, and I want to thank our producer, Tim Alleman, our coordinators, D.F. Barnett and Daniel Huddleston. They do a great job. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your colleagues, friends and family to subscribe. We'd love it if you'd give us a five-star review. We really appreciate it. It helps us in the rankings. Small business runs better on Thrive. Get a free demo at thrive.com slash pod. That's thrive.com slash pod. Until next time, make it a great week. Thank you.